Hey everyone, you're now part of the B2B Power Hour. I'm your host, Nicholas Thicket. And I'm Morgan Smith. Here we dive into a world dominated by outdated playbooks and old school tactics to compare the B2B companies that are achieving sales at scale and making real money in the process. Join us for weekly interviews and live shows with industry experts and senior leaders diving into the go-to-market strategies that built their success. Now, on to today's episode. It is Friday again, Morgan. How are you? I'm good, Nick. How are you doing? Happy Friday. I am happy to be in my little hidey hole because it is snowing like, well, not crazy outside, but like much warmer in here so we we had a lot we did have a lovely snowstorm yesterday so maybe it it went north or maybe that one is now coming down to us next (laughs) i'm eager to look forward to that hello everyone i know right i it's a gorgeous day today hello everyone who's joining us if you're here drop a hello in chat we'd love to say hello uh back today man such a crucial topic uh and in a, in, a, in a big week, too, um, as we've launched this new LinkedIn in 30 Minutes playbook, which you can find at b2bpowerhour.com if you're so interested, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, today is about a LinkedIn profile. Yeah, it's, it's one of the most asked questions that we get in our DMs mm-hmm. is, how do you build a profile and is there a method to the madness? Because should it look like a, like a website? Morgan, should it, uh-huh. or should it be like a resource center or how, how are you doing this in a way that is meaningful, that aligns with that overall strategy? Mm. And that, that's a big conversation. And I think we're going to have it today. What do you think, Morgan? It's a huge conversation. Um, hello, Mike. Hello, Jeffrey. Hello, Tiffany. Hello, Tomas. Hello, Nicholas. Hello, Paul. Hello, everyone else who is joining us this morning. <laughs> it's lovely to have you here. So, oh, Taylor jumping in as well. I'm sure we're going to get tons of hellos. So where I think we should start today, Nick, Mm -hmm. the buying process has changed. Uh, You know, for a long time, I think people were saying, it's changing. Well, it's changed, okay? We are, (laughs) there has been change, and now we are in a new world. And it's going to continue to change, of course. And in a remote world, in a virtual world, where people are bombarded from every direction. They get cold emails. They, they get uh, uh, cold calls. They get LinkedIn DMs. They, I mean, cold they get bombarded FaceTime. with ads, right? <laughs> oh, FaceTime drops. Don't you love those? Thankfully, I've never had a FaceTime drop. I'm blessed in that regard. But um, all of us are searching for <laughs> who do we trust, Right? Because in an overload of information, our brains have a really hard time processing all of the the messages that we're going to get. And so we are going to learn implicitly who to pay attention to and who not to pay attention to. And all of that is just built on trust. It is the foundational layer of having a good relationship and having a trusting relationship. And when you're doing... uh, outbound sales, let's say, and you are cold emailing, you are cold calling, maybe you are cold DMing, would not recommend cold FaceTiming, that people are going to look 
look you up. They're going to do a Google search. And if they can't, and, and maybe they'll look at your company first, but they may actually look, I've done this before, they'll look you up. And the best place to find it is not your Facebook profile, right? They're not going to look at your Instagram account. They're not hiring you for a job. They are going to look at your LinkedIn profile because they it want also shows to put, up first. Right. Unless you've done some killer SEO or you've built a really strong website, 99.9% of the time, the first thing that pops up is LinkedIn, LinkedIn. especially yes. if you're posting. Yes. So they want to put a face to the name, right? But they also want more than that. Mm-hmm. They want to understand who you are. And obviously when you... Um, when you interact on LinkedIn and you use LinkedIn as a sales tool, and for everyone who's joining us this morning who maybe is new to one of these, we do these every Friday. So you can find a long archive of many different topics, LinkedIn-related or not, um, from this live show. And on previous ones, we've talked about using LinkedIn as a sales tool and how to do that. The reality is if you are reaching out and doing connections, if you're doing comments on this platform, if you are... uh, uh, leveraging it as a sales tool, you're building lists in Sales Navigator, you're attending events like these, people are going to click your little picture and they're going to be like, oh, I wonder who this person is. And so I made a mistake for a long time, and this is part of the driving topic for today. And Nick, I don't know if we've talked about this actually, but I made a mistake for a long time thinking about my LinkedIn profile as a resume. And that was because for the most part, I only used LinkedIn as like a reference point on my actual resume that I would submit to jobs, right? And so all I wanted was a hiring manager to look at the profile and be like, oh yeah, everything matches up one-to-one. Check, check. Check, 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 check. But if if you're selling, if you are a salesperson, your LinkedIn profile is no longer a resume. It is a landing page. And, and that changes everything. Because, and I get to say, I get to put on my website design hat for a moment. Um, it's been a while. Actually, it hasn't been too long. But uh, from like a full, <laughs> like a, like a full website hours. design. Right. It's been like, I don't know, a day. Um, your, your LinkedIn profile as a landing page is going to drive people to a certain action. At any company you've ever worked, a landing page always has a call to action. It is always with, defined and built with a purpose in mind. And so the rest of this hour today, we're going to talk about how to do that. We're going to break down banners and headlines and about sections and features and content creators all and all the rest of it. the natural way that you work a profile or you want to get to know someone, earn that trust, build that relationship, and ultimately earn good business without killing yourself in the process. Yes. I don't even remember where we left off, but I believe also a hello to Lydia, Ralph, Gina, Olivia, a user whose privacy uh, settings don't allow me to see your name, Adam, Anome, John. Thank you so much for uh, joining this morning and hello to everyone else who has not commented. I understand. Um, so Nick, where do you want to start? What it, <laughs> what's, the, what's top of mind when it comes to your profile? I think it's just... We need to go and talk about how people actually go through a profile. Mm-hmm. There's no point in diving into the details until we do like that high level of, so how does somebody work through a profile? What is the natural way that we look at it so that mm-hmm. we can actually focus our energy on the right places to get the right results? 
So um, what first comes to mind is if you're interacting on LinkedIn, the two things or the three things everybody will see is your profile photo, your name, and your headline. And then the fourth thing that somebody will see when they click your profile is your banner image. The same applies if they just find you through search, right? They click your name on a Google search. They're first going to see your banner image, your name, your profile photo, your headline. And I think that is the most important real estate because that is where 90% of people's attention is going to say, it's an impression. It's an impressionistic thing. You know when you, <laughs> you know when you walk into an art museum, Nick, and you see a painting and you go, no. And then you see another one and you're like, yeah, I like that one. That's what people are doing, okay? Well, LinkedIn even pushed it. Because yeah. before, they just showed your profile picture and your tagline. Mm -hmm. But if mm -hmm. you noticed, three or four months ago, when they did the recent, one of their recent, more recent updates, they now show your banner image because they want you to stand out. And if you take it into account, it gives more context. It gives more relevance because people weren't, engaging as much on LinkedIn. So they wanted to have that context to go and build influencers, to have followings and give people a reason to come back every single day on the platform. Yes. So we have to play to that. Totally. So I think, um, let's talk about personal branding because this is also a personal branding exercise. And this is where the two worlds meet. And we were talking about this on our Monday uh, workroom with folks. I think all branding is just about a promise. So mm. it's not more complicated than that. When Nordstrom's brand, whatever logo they have, Nordstrom brand is you pay a lot of money and you get a Nordstrom piece, okay? You go to Apple, you pay a lot of money, <laughs> but you get Apple technology. That is the promise, right, that drives the brand. And so what, what is your promise? What do you want people to introduce you as at a party? And, there's, and the way this gets expressed is in so many ways. So somebody wants to be, let's say, they want their promise to be that they're uh, fun, that they are uh, energetic, that they're talkative, that they want to get in front of people. I'm thinking of Tom this morning, actually, uh, on the podcast episode. He adds a little fire emoji in his name, right? And that's part of this personal brand. So all the ways, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, should I do this or this? You know, should I add an emoji here? Should I use this word here? And I just come back to what's your, what's your central promise? What's your brand? What do you want to be perceived as? Do you want to mm -hmm. be perceived because your target audience are um, high net worth wealth managers and lawyers in New York? Do you need to be perceived as more professional, as more luxury, as more um, sort of high status or – in case you didn't uh, notice already, do you want to perceive as more like fun and open and happy to talk about things and like uh, perceptive and experimental? And that's some of our brands around here. And so we've tailored our profiles to that as well. So you don't have to make this so complicated. Personal branding experts, I love them, but they make it so complicated. They're like, what are your uh, vision and what's your values? And, what and those things can be important if you really want to go the influencer route. But for most of us, we just need something that works. And that central thing that works is, what's your promise? What do you want people to know when they land on your uh, uh, profile? And that will inform what goes in your banner image and in your headline and whether you add an emoji or not. And 
all you have to think about is, what do I want to be perceived as? If I was at a party with all my target audience, how do you want to be introduced? Do you want to be the fun person? Do you want to be the professional? Do you want to be the uh, taken really seriously? Do you have a product to sell? Right? There's all that, That's the central promise. So um, I don't want to go too further on that. But the headline is where this all comes together. Mm-hmm. And if there's one piece of real estate that is worth experimenting with, it's your headline. That makes a huge difference. We saw that with what we did. And if you guys take a look at your profile right now, let's just you know pump the brakes. Take a look at your profile right now. If somebody did a very quick three-second, five-second glance, do they know what you do? Or are you forcing them to put extra effort in to figure it out? Mm-hmm. If you look at Morgan's profile, the recent update that he did in the past week, it's phenomenal. Thank you. I know exactly what Morgan does off his tagline and off his banner image. It mm-hmm. all comes together really well. And if that aligns and his content like resonates with me, then I can read his about and then I can work through the rest of that profile. But the problem is most files I've noticed lately or they have these like somebody's doing some public speaking. Cool. So yeah. what? Right. You're, you're speaking to a crowd. Congratulations. <laughs> what? Why do I care? Right. What, what what does it mean? Yep. You know, or they have like these stars or these like somebody went on, you know, got these 4K images and they're it's beautiful, but mm-hmm. beautifully means nothing. And right. so if they don't link together and they don't tell a story, you're really pushing people to expend extra energy and this is when you just blend in with the masses mm-hmm. and nothing mm-hmm. happens. So mm-hmm. as we're going through this, this is a workshop. Take notes. Write it in the comments so that you can remember for yourself. Uh, like Ralph, you just wrote about your tagline. Perfect. Yep. Like if you guys need help, write it in the comments. Let us know what questions you have. Yes. And DM us. We yeah. will support you. You're, yes. not, you're not in this alone. But <laughs> no. <laughs> tagline is so important too because as you're commenting, as you're creating content, as you're connecting with people, the three C's that build the framework of social selling the most common thing that comes up is your tagline and your profile picture yeah so those two aren't there yep there it's you're gonna suffer so let's talk about this your profile photo should be in my opinion a smiling person and there's a bunch of linkedin data behind this that shows a smiling headshot that's professionally done not (laughs) i've seen this sometimes not group photo cropped little side thing of a photo with you smiling in it not like that but like like straight on professional preferably smiling that is actually going to boost your connection rates it's linkedin LinkedIn did a study and it was something like 60 to 70 percent yeah just it's crazy so like my old picture versus my new one yeah that was one of the things they said is that and we we noticed that when we are tracking that it, it did I don't know if it was that big of a bump, but it, you know, but it was noticeable. It does, and, and depending upon the rest of your content and the rest of your profile, it all, it all depends this. The other thing that um, your headline. So let's talk about headlines. The so main what? mistake that I see people make in their headlines is they make a pitch. Now, sometimes it's not an actual pitch. Like sometimes it's not... My company does this for people like you, okay? And there's all sorts of examples like that all over LinkedIn. 
I want to challenge you after on the number two. Oh, I, I can't wait. The, the other one is a shadow pitch where instead of directly pitching the person, you're sort of tying everything back to your company. Now, this is a fine line. And this is an art, not a science. It is something that you have to figure out on your own. And like DM us if you want to workshop this or throw it in the comments. Um, but like my tagline right now is helping B2B sales teams master social selling. For me, that's not a pitch or a shadow pitch. It's just an explanation of what I do and what we do here at the B2B Power Hour. And then I threw mm -hmm. in the host of the B2B Power Hour with it because that's true as well. When instead, I could write a pitch that says like <laughs> helping B2B or um, uh, oh gosh, I can't even language it anymore because it doesn't come naturally. Increasing your booked meetings by 300% using social selling. Right, exactly. So like that's a cool ROI that's nice to have and maybe it works for the target accounts that you're going after. But yeah. it's but here's the crucial part. If you're running a connection strategy like we would recommend and you're connecting with 20 target accounts in a week, it creates an expectation that when you connect, you will pitch. Mm -hmm. And nobody likes to get pitch slapped, all right? <laughs> nobody likes to say yes to somebody and then get a pitch immediately. And so instead of suffering through that, instead of saying, yes, I will be connected with you and suffer through your pitch slap, people would just say, no, I don't want to do that, all right? And that is primed from your headline. Um, Mike has a good, uh, Mike has a great headline, which is interesting. Turning donor data into dollars for nonprofits. That is an explanation of what he does or what his company does. It's not a pitch. Um, Adam cool. asks, uh, is connecting companies to the communities and causes they care about through employee volunteering too salesy? Art or science? I don't think so. Um, it nope. might be a little wordy. You might wordy. consider uh, uh, condensing that in a way. There's a lot of C words in that. And so your the mind sort of uh, blends through all of those words. Uh, you may consider trying to you know bring it down a little bit. Um, but just use your headline as an explanation of what you do, not a pitch, right? Just like, here's what I do. Here's, or here's what my company does, because that's the first impression. And people want to know, what, what do you do? People ask that all the time. And that's a chance to explain that. Nick? And this is where uh -huh. the big mistake happens, is you make it about you. Mm, totally. And so the shadow pitch and all these things, you know, when you're talking about what you do, it's about them. Why you is the first mm -hmm. question they ask. You get a call on the phone. Who are you? What do you want? And why do I care? There's always yep. a why. Mm -hmm. I guess as the young kids do it now, I don't know. Yeah. Got a phone. <laughs> but I they want to know. That. They want to do. They want to know why. So mm -hmm. why you? You got to make it about them. Step into their shoes. What are the jobs that need to be done? What is that friction in their day to day that makes them a victim of their current circumstance? And we've heard it on previous shows. They don't ask, what is the software or the technology or the change <laughs> management that is going to make my life so worth it in this moment? Nobody going, that. Man, the way that we're doing this is so stupid. Why would mm -hmm. they be doing this? They're, and they get frustrated. They get angry. And that, that, that conversation is something that they want to have with someone or they want mm -hmm. to fix and it depends on their circumstance. If it's, you know, them individually, 
or mm-hmm. if it's the company or mm-hmm. who's involved. And this is why it's so critical to know how that conversation is coming out, whether it's in their head or it's to their friends and family or the communities that they trust. This is why you got to step out of the sales role and become a researcher, a journalist, and you need to dive in and do a little bit of detective work to really understand how those conversations are showing up. And Margot Aaron said, you know, good copy is invisible. It's invisible. Because it blends in with what they're already saying. You're not forcing them. You're not pulling Mm -hmm. them to where you need them to be. You're meeting them at where they're at and you're taking Mm -hmm. them on a journey. That journey Mm -hmm. in a LinkedIn profile starts with your tagline. So if, if you do get anything from today, your tagline is the most critical thing to invest in, whether how often we've changed ours every three months or more frequently when we were testing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) but, but let's put a little bit of data behind this. And then there's a couple uh, comments that we should chat about when I had a pitchy or shadow pitchy headline, which was a little bit more like, I'm a brand, it was about me. I'm a brand strategist for, right? And and the headline says like brand strategist for B2B SaaS companies or whatever. Mm -hmm. My connection rates, sans everything else we were doing right then, was like 25 to 30%. So I could send out 20 cold, non-personalized, we were running this as an experiment, second degree connections, a list inside SalesNav or inside LinkedIn. So second degree connections, just right click, you know, click connect, no personalization, no whatever. I would hit 25 to 30% or so, would say yes. When I updated my headline, same exact tactic, 50 to 60%. And that is because it's accomplishing what Nick is doing, or what Nick is saying, sorry, which is you're matching their internal narrative. You're saying, hey, I do this. You interested? And they'll say, yeah, sure, I'm interested. That'd be cool. I'd love to have this as a resource in my network. And I'm not afraid of getting um, pitched. And you seem like a good person, right? All those things run through their head when they say yes. And that's the difference between having a headline that's about you and having a headline that's about them. Is without anything layered on top of it, you can boost connection rates with your target accounts. And then there's all the personalization things that you can do uh, that we've discussed before and we'll likely discuss again on another Friday. (laughs) You know what it makes me think of? There's always that one neighbor or that one family member. I'm not going to go into the family (laughs) one that you're thinking. But I have a one neighbor. He has every single tool imaginable. Every Mm. single tool. And he loves to help people with projects. And he usually will come ask you, like, what are you working on? Especially when I have my garage open, he'll go in like, get me new tools. What, What are you working on? He's always the resource. And so anytime Mm. I'm in a bind... I know I can walk a few houses over mm. and I can go ask them. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, so I took on something that a little, you know, YouTube couldn't help me fix. And uh-huh. I need like a real person to help <laughs> walk me through this. Uh-huh. He's a resource. I have a neighbor on the other side. He sells tools for a living. Oh, okay. Yeah. And his son does renovations for a living. Mm. I made them asking him once because he offered to help. And then he immediately did a, a, not a proposal, a a quote for me to go and do it. (sighs) And so it didn't match my expectation because the ask was for simple guidance and help. 
mm-hmm. and he hit me with a pitch. Mm-hmm. When people are looking at your LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. what is the intention? They didn't seek mm-hmm. you out per se. They're looking for a resource. They're looking for somebody they can trust. There's too much information right now. Mm-hmm. So they want to find that voice. They want to find that curator of content that gets to the point that gives them what they need. Mm-hmm. And so think about it from one neighbor that I go to for advice. You can be that neighbor on our community of LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be that typical neighbor that every time somebody reaches out to you, you hit them with a, a meeting request and then directly go and put them into a demo <laughs> or a proposal? Oh gosh, I know. But you got to slow pump the brakes to speed it up. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is different than email and cold calling. People, even with websites, people go on websites, people go on YouTube searching. They're looking for something. When people, even thinking about content, I always hate it when people go and put the hyperlink in their content. Cool. Put the shit in the post so I can read it <laughs> and then I can comment and we can actually have a, like some dialogue here. Uh-huh, yeah. But you're basically telling me I don't. I believe LinkedIn's useless. I'm yeah, never going to use side. it for anything other than to let my marketing team just <laughs> blast crap out that nobody cares about. <sighs> and they're the huh? people that say that LinkedIn doesn't work because they never took it seriously, and right. they're just using it as a sales tool. Right. There's so much more. It's a We're, social media platform. That was 2015. Yeah. We're not there yeah. anymore. <laughs> That was 2012, honestly. So a couple of questions um, came up. We'll take a little um, dive. And I apologize for butchering anybody's names, but Oyewol, maybe, um, asked, like, how about someone seeking a job? Great question. Mm. The Obviously, open to work uh, is a LinkedIn feature. Got to enable that. Gets you gets that little green profile banner um, that says, hey, I'm open to work. Um, if you're currently employed, maybe you don't do that because your employer's monitoring. But I would position your profile as if, you're trying to get the attention of recruiters or the attention of hiring managers. And so the headlines will be a little bit different. Um, You may actually prefer to put roles there because you're looking for a job or like a former, let's say, we usually talk about sales around here. So um, like a a former SDR or, um, you know, any sort of work experience could go in a headline it's not really our area of expertise um, since we typically talk about sales tools, but uh, You're still certainly I, You're just selling but yourself. it is just selling. You're just selling yourself. So, yeah. so it's figuring out what those companies need um, from an employee like you. Yeah. Look at the job descriptions. Mm-hmm. Look at the, take three or five of the top companies that you want to work at. Go and look at what the job descriptions are. Look for the touchy-feely notes beyond just the technical expertise and start building your voice around that. And so what is it? What is something? It's almost like uh, customer testimonials when you do it in emails. You'll take the actual words, the actual things people said and throw it into an email and it resonates more because they're selling you. Yes. So how do you take their words to go and really resonate with them? Why you? Mm-hmm. What do you do better than anyone else? What is the you know that edge, that icing on the cake that nobody else brings to the table? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, so many people sit back and wait. And they're like, well, I did the work, so it should just happen. No, right. that's that step one is getting the profile ready. Step two mm-hmm. is go network strategically. 
everything and else. Build, build that list mm -hmm. like you're anything else. Who, what are the accounts? What are the companies you want to work with? Inside those companies, who do you need to know to stand out? Is it a sales mm -hmm. manager? Is it a VP or a CEO? <laughs> HR, hiring manager? Or maybe to some of the sales team where they start to like and trust you. And they're like, hey, you know, we're hiring somebody. You guys should really like seriously take this guy seriously because he is awesome. Yeah, And totally. so you're owning the narrative instead of hoping and praying that somebody's going to put the pieces together. Mm -hmm. In 2022, yeah. that doesn't happen. It, no, uh -uh. it may be used to, but not anymore. And Lydia had asked a couple of minutes ago, this is probably, or this is probably too pitch slappy Ventive, a better way to work together. I know your product is Ventive. Um, yeah, probably. I think that could use some work. I, I, what you could think about is like helping CROs master the customer lifecycle or um, helping, you know, you know, something more just like, what does your product do instead of the product and tagline? Because if they're interested, they'll find the product and tagline further down in your profile, right? So what's the attention grabber? Yeah. Are you breaking silos? Yeah. Are you uh, reconnecting, you know, mm -hmm. marketing sales and customer success? Like what specifically are you trying mm -hmm. to achieve? Mm -hmm. Maybe, in a, maybe put in a vision. You know, mm -hmm. I, I see a day where we don't have marketing sales and customer success. Mm. We are just helping that would customers. Be, buy. That would be so interesting to test. <laughs> So what would a world anyways, look like without them? Yeah. We've spent a lot of time here on, on the top half. So let's just sort of conclude with um, banner images and then we can uh, go further down the profile. Let's do it. The reality is if you're working at a different company, different companies may require different banner images. And certainly there's like some companies do this really well if the company's banner image is really good. Um, I think of, is it Refract, Alego, one of them. Their whole sales mm -hmm. team has a very simple banner and it just says like close deals more quickly or clo close remote deals faster or something like that. And it's just great. It's very simple. It's attention um, grabber and um, it's, it's, a, it's a much more, you know, it's straightforward sort of um, uh, banner. Ours are a little more complicated because we have a, a couple different asks, but or or a couple different options and like visibility uh, razors. We, a little bit different strategy. Brooklyn Ash is a really powerful image that just it's if you know, if, if you, you know, know, you know. <laughs> Look up Brooklyn Nash, uh, I N Brooklyn, and see what his cover is. And that's because that's a core thesis of what he offers. So there's a ton of room for experimentation. What I would encourage to do is to find something that's loosely branded, either through your company or what you would offer, that drives that same promise, that brand promise, so that they scroll. Because remember, if they are seeing you on LinkedIn, they've already seen your name and they've already seen most of your headline. And so the banner is the prompt for them to go, I should learn more. And a cityscape, a picture of galaxies, a picture of whatever sort of default photo, it's not going to get them to scroll. Paul on here has using modern innovation and science to convert waste heat to power. So cool. So a lot of people will go and have modern innovation in science. Mm -hmm. But really, nobody's looking for modern innovation in science. Right. So you could honestly just get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Convert waste heat to power, save money. Converse, yeah. like break it down into the core. 
Because mm-hmm. if if you weren't modern, what would you be? If you weren't innovative, what would you be? If you weren't science, what would you be? So were you, would you be the art to convert waste heat to power? So mm-hmm. we got to remove the fluffy words that mean nothing. Mm-hmm. And or you have to define the fluffy words so that they mean something. Like quality. Qual- what's quality? Because if my version of quality is, you know, uh, less than 5% has a defect and yours is, 0.1% has a defect. Our elements <laughs> of quality aren't the same quality. Mm-hmm. So and we got to get really specific. Excuse me. This is also why like words like empower are really vague. Um, mm. And things I try and stay away from. Uh, helping is I've a much more. One. Uh, helping is a much more direct term. Empower is a very indirect term. Term. So from like a languaging standpoint, let's let's just take my headline. Helping uh, B2B sales, team, sales teams master social selling. Let's flip that. Empowering B2B sales teams to master social selling. Very different headlines. And you may say, mm. Morgan, that's, that's semantics. Maybe, but it's also first impressions, right? You want somebody to say, what do they do? And the difference between empowering B2B sales teams to master social selling is a different position and a different promise than saying helping B2B sales teams master social selling. That's the direct headline. That is exactly what I do. I don't empower sales teams. I help them. All right. And you just want to language something that's clear and concise and really focused and have a banner image that complements it. So then they scroll down the page. Um, do we want to get to the next couple of sections? Because there's really... I want yeah, to gloss just over. And touch on Andrew's oh, yes. point here because uh, I like this one. Yep. I'll throw it up too. Uh, Andrew says, mine is the video marketing your business needs for customer and growth acceleration. Might change it. Um, yeah. I. So I think directionally you're in the, uh, you're headed in the right direction. <laughs> um, the reality is nobody knows, and, and I think I can speak to this, nobody knows the kind of video marketing they actually need. They should come to you as the expert. So by saying the video marketing your business needs implies they understand both they need video marketing and they also know what kind of video marketing they need. And if they don't, maybe it's a curiosity or a curiosity opener you're, support, you're trying to get them, oh, what video marketing do I need? And that's fine, but it's like how can we condense this? And for customer and growth acceleration. Well, if video marketing doesn't do customer and growth acceleration, like – what does it do? Um, it, it, that's that's its purpose. Yeah, I would do something inc- like video marketing that sells, hires. Yeah, I mean, Chris onboard. Bogue has a good headline. He says mercifully short video content for B two B. I think something like oh, that, yeah. which is one. just a clear and direct explanation of what he does. So, Andrew, I think you're trying to tie too much into the headline. The headline is trying to get them interested enough not just to click on your profile but to scroll down it's your opener what's Mm. your opener right not your opener probably is not the video marketing your business needs for customer and growth acceleration your opener is probably something a lot simpler and a lot clearer it's um you know i'm just gonna riff here for a moment i don't know if you're a motion design firm but um you know motion design for uh uh like something attention getting, like eyeball busting videos, or the you know something fun. If that's the promise you want to go after, and uh, the other thing you can you can totally strike customer and growth acceleration um, 
just because it may not be useful. Uh, so just think about trying to condense and clarify that um, specific headline. Um, Want to jump anyways. into the featured or about? Kind of keep as the eyeballs move down the page. So yeah, as somebody scrolls, you have the opportunity to to add featured content if you would like. And you also have your activity feed, and you also have your about section, and then you have your experience section. So Nick, if you'll bear with me, and education and all the rest of it. If you'll bear with me, can we reverse up the page in order of importance? <laughs> um, yeah, let's do it. So uh, my recommendation is it's great to have education, but if you're using LinkedIn as a sales tool and not as a resume, it's not as important as you think. Um, your experience, uh, that's all I have to say about it. Uh, your experience is uh, is good to have. Your um, It's good to have your full thing. But again, if you're using LinkedIn, and I even, I, I'll say this publicly, I have some work to do on this. I was looking at it today and I was like, what? A, <laughs> why do I still have this stuff? Um, have when you write a resume and you're submitting a resume to a specific individual the hiring manager there's all those best resume tips you want to clarify your impact you want to have numbers you want to put you know have strong verbs have three bullets per experience or whatever the tips are anymore i haven't had to apply for a job uh, in a little while but it's something along those lines and the mistake and i've had this mistake publicly on my profile if you want to go look on it is you keep those bullets as if they're important. And um, when you look at my economic development experience, you'll see that. I think it's more important just to do a short little vignette, a story, something fun, nothing crazy long because people don't read paragraphs, but something that might get somebody's attention as a part of your experience. And this is mostly applied if you are using LinkedIn as a sales tool and you're selling out here. Because at the end of the day, people may not... Um, uh, care about your long experience. If you're using it as a resume, maybe slightly different conversation here, and you may want to include that content. Um, some of the best short content I've ever seen on um, resumes are when they tell a short story in their experience section. And so they're they're tying together all of the things you would put in a resume, but they're doing it in like three to four sentences. So um, for example, like at you had a previous position, you could say, um, I served as this role or I held this role. And during that time, I learned add a little funny vignette and then add a couple points of impact. And that's all you need. It doesn't have to be crazy. Um, and your experience section is your experience section. Lots and lots of companies put or require their sales staff to put the company's about information as the descriptor in their LinkedIn profile. So if you're required to do that, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's where I was going to. <laughs> I, I'm really sorry if you're required to do that. I, it's just not, oh, I, I, I apologize. That's not the best use of that space. Um, it's a chance to, to build interest about your current position and about your current company. That's not just the generic brand message that that user could find on the company's page or the company's website anyways. Like it's an opportunity to basically pitch somebody asynchronously because they've scrolled all the way down through your profile to see your existing position at your existing company. And I, I, you can say this better than I can, Nick. You can't pitch somebody just saying, at the B2B Power Hour, we help B2B. Like that's not, <laughs> not going to uh, – yeah. 
<laughs> people are going to just glaze over. So if you have the opportunity, take that chance and clarify something that's a little more uh, interesting and a little more than just generic brand message, right? And what inspired you? What did you learn? Yeah. I saw, I can't remember who did it. They did the anti-resume mm. and they talked about all the biggest mistakes that they made in their different positions and where how it got them to where they are. I thought it was beautiful. Like it was so well structured. There's no perfect way of doing this, but there you got to understand the why. Mm-hmm. What did you get from it? What are they getting from it? Mm-hmm. How does that experience add up to who you are? Mm-hmm. You can even look at what were the toughest moments in your life that made you forced you to make a change. Did those tie to a job? Did they tie to a project? Mm-hmm. Those are really good places to start. Absolutely. Um, okay. So let's talk about about section and then we'll cap off with featured as people continue to ask questions. Okay. Your about section, in my view, is your opportunity to sit somebody down in a corner of a party and talk to them. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. It is not I, – I, I'll talk about a couple of things it's not. It is not a place to give a novella's worth of background context. Um, it is not a 10-paragraph essay about you and your life, okay? Uh, it is also not an opportunity to only drive somebody to one call to action. It is not – Nick closed his eyes. I know that look. It is. I was thinking about the, please God, don't talk in the third person. Oh, oh yeah. I was just. (laughs) It just makes you look like such a douche. I I can't think of a better, like arrogant. deep experience in sales. It's just, oh my gosh. (laughs) The first thing people are like, okay, well, I might as well not follow this person because they're not them. Right. Exactly. Oh, third person. So they're paying somebody to manage it? Or they're yep. too good to actually have a social personal profile. Right. It sends the wrong message instantly. Anytime I see somebody talking third person, not interested. Bye. Yep. <laughs> no, it, and, and the reason is, and this is actually crucial, Nick. Remember, it's a landing page. Why oh, should I be interested in doing anything with you? And the moment I hit an about section and it's written in the third person, I'm like, oh, <laughs> because it's not because it's not personal. It's not real. It's not. Um, and Lydia had commented, copy paste from the team about website page. Not good. That's right. This is a ch- you're in a 700 million person uh, social network, professional network that you can sell to literally anyone in the world on, and you're going to settle for template language from your website, something written in the third person, right? This is your opportunity to get them engaged. By and from that's a, never actually interacted with a customer. <laughs> right. And and okay, so let's put on our buying experience hats for a second. And maybe people aren't used to this, but as an experienced designer, one of the things you think through is how does how does somebody go from point A to point B to point C to point D, right? It's not just A to B. They've already done A to B. They found you on a comment. They found you from a connection request. They found you via Google search. They've clicked. What do they see? They see your profile. This is step B. They see your profile picture. They see your headline. They see your banner. Then what? What's step C? They scroll. 
And we'll talk about featured in a second. And so C to D is they're, they're looking at your about section. They're going to ask themselves, do I care enough to talk to this person? And so this is your opportunity. You get introduced at the party. Hey, I'm Morgan. Nice to meet you, right? Or uh, the question that I currently open my profile with, which may change, right? We're experimenting with this right now is, I'm going to guess you've tried using LinkedIn to sell. Since you're here, how's that going for you? And that's, that's an opening line, right? Nick has his own openers. Lots of different sales professionals have their own sorts of ways to kickstart the conversation. Nick, for a long time, you had an opener about your background as a salesperson doing the hard door-to-door -door sales because that's a great opener. It gets people intrigued. So if you only had, right, like this is, it's not an elevator pitch in the sense like, oh, I need to get them done in 15 seconds. But if you had an opener, what would you do to get their attention? And again, there is your target audience, the audience that you want to sell to. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you have 50,000 followers or 5,000 followers on LinkedIn. It matters that you are connected with the right people, um, that you're connected with the right people that you want to sell to. And mm -hmm. that's all that matters. And so if you're, if you're driving interest to your profile from your target accounts, you want to have an opener on your about section. Um, the question from Nick was, as a rough guide, how long should the about section be? This is another art, not science. <laughs> yeah, we've, I've seen people that have like 250 words uh -huh. that just kill it. Like, mm -hmm. I can't remember what Bilal's last name is, but he's a, oh, yeah. he's a unbelievable sales trainer that goes into the psychology of selling all the time mm -hmm. and has really good advice. And he just mm -hmm. lets his customers talk for him. All it is is testimonials. And then Amazing. like, if you're interested, DM me. Yep. So there is no perfect method. Mm -mm. It's as long or as short as it needs to be for you to feel like they understand you. And, and aid in that conversation. Like one thing I have exactly. to say too, just, and I'm, I know you're going to get into this Morgan, but like <laughs> one of the best things I ever did was put something personal at the very bottom. Yeah. Because a, if they read to the very bottom, that's a good sign. It's mm -hmm. AB testing, right? Yeah. Well, obviously <laughs> they read through it. So some, something resonated, but, mm -hmm. but I started writing like I'm a beer nerd. I, I competitively homebrew mm -hmm. and the amount of conversations that I've had people, what do you like to brew? Because, and it reminds me of the old days of dating. Somebody'd yeah. have a profile and you're like, garbage, 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 garbage. No, 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 And then there, it's, and I'd always laugh at friends and they're like, you know, these guys never go and like put anything interesting in there. Yeah. Cause you didn't put anything interesting to talk, talk about. Mm -hmm. So, Am I supposed to make you interesting? Right. Are they supposed to make you interesting? Mm -hmm. Or are you forcing them to pitch slap you? Right. So what are what are two or three things that you could never run out of things to talk about? Mm -hmm. Put it in the bottom of your profile to go and start building that relationship so you have those commonalities. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it more fun. I wish I would have done it sooner. Totally. And on Nick's question, what just popped into my head, there is a character limit. Um, and my current profile is pushing that character limit. Um, I'm very close to it. So I would say, and, and I'm, I'm definitely tempted, 
okay, look, anybody who's still here has to know this. We run experiments all the time. Like we're just constantly trying out different things on this network and learning all sorts of things. And so probably two weeks from now, you may visit my profile and it might look a lot different because I'm on some new experiment, all right? But I, for now, my about section is probably the longest I would recommend it being. It's a pretty strong narrative, but it's maybe a little wordy. And so uh, I think Nix is actually a pretty good condensed version now. There's actually, um, I'm going to have to find her uh, profile, but there's an SDR out of the UK that works for uh, Refract the Lego. We're just talking about them today. And she has a very condensed, it's almost an asynchronous pitch uh, that uh, she basically condenses and, and asks the question, like, are, are, do you want to, to work with me? Oh, Sean, S-I-A-N, Grant. Uh, she has, let's just uh, view on LinkedIn really quick. I don't know if I can drop it into the chat or not. But basically, it's, a, it's an asynchronous pitch with, with four leading questions. And then a, a quick little summary and then an interested, let's talk, here's my email. And that's great. That's very effective as well. Um, it, there's sort of, it's up to you how you need to use your profile because certainly at, for us, like we're, well, I don't think of us as influencers, but we definitely generate a lot of content like influencers. And so we have a couple different things we'd like people to do. And so our about section is, is reflective of that. But for account executives, SDRs, other sales professionals, you may consider a more condensed profile that's just hyper-targeted and is just asynchronous to somebody on their own time they can read through about your company. My recommendation is still what Nick was talking about, and the only thing I would say is a drawback of the profile that I had recommended, add some personality, add some fun stuff. This is, I think we um, consider business as a little bit of a straitjacket. And that's because a lot of us have worked in company cultures where it was not encouraged to have a personality. I've been in Morgan, there. You're not You've allowed to there? post that. <laughs> yeah. You need to set it to you're... marketing to get it vetted. No. Oh, gosh. Oh, I don't. Gosh. <laughs> I own my LinkedIn profile. Or else right. you given it to me. So, <laughs> right. no. It's your LinkedIn profile. Add some stuff about you. It's yours. Right? It's... Again, I continue to come back to the party analogy because it is the most useful thing to think about in my experience. We pretend LinkedIn is all high and mighty and, oh boy, we got a peacock all over the place. It's not. It's a party. You're just connected with a couple hundred other people and you can reach out to them at any time you want and you can reach out to more people and the party gets bigger and bigger. What do you want that party to be like? What kind of conversations do you want to have? Who do you want to talk to? How do you want to be perceived? Do you want to be the sloppy, well, I'm the sloppy <laughs> drunk in the corner? <laughs> I'll finish that analogy. Um, do you want to be that or do you want to be professional or do you want to be fun? Do you want people, uh, who do you want to connect to? Why does that matter to them? All of those questions come back to what we started this hour on, the promise, your central promise as a personal brand. What do you want people to perceive you as? How And the way you continue to renew and expand that, the way you continue to get that visible and in front of people is just by putting it on your LinkedIn profile and then go interacting with people. Because, um, and this is a post for tomorrow, so preview in case you follow along. Um, the uh, profile visibility and profile views are actually not an important metric for me. Um, they're sort of a 
proxy metric or like a leading thing. Like I don't really care about profile views, but they tell me about other things I'm doing, right? Um, and boosting comments, boosting connection requests tend to boost profile views. And since LinkedIn tells you who's viewing your profile, you can see if what you're doing elsewhere is getting the right people to your profile. And now when you think about, am I getting the right people to my profile through comments and connections and content? And now you have a profile with specific asks. Am I generating the kinds of activity that, uh, that I desire? Am I getting the right kinds of people in front of me? Am I building interest in the right ways? Do I have, and this has happened to you, Nick, this has happened to me. Do I have a specific ask in my about section that people are paying attention to? That's a really good indicator that whatever you have on your profile is working really well. Um, mm-hmm. All of those things sort of funnel together. So your about section should be like you're being introduced at a party or you're introducing yourself at a party and and not a networking party where everyone's in a suit and a tie and like fancy dresses and all the rest. Like this is this is pretty casual. Like I could show up wearing this. Like I, I mean it's – and do you want it to be all about you? No. Make it about your customers, right? Another- you want to include some stuff for them. Another good thing that I actually didn't know about right away mm. was profiles like mine. So who else are people looking at is mm-hmm. a really good thing to... So if you're on your profile on the top, you'll see profiles on the right-hand side, but on the top part of it, there's other there's similar profiles or something below. But on mm-hmm. the top right, pay attention to who's there. Mm-hmm. Is Are those the types of people you should be associated with? If mm-hmm. not how your profile is set up is pointing you in the wrong direction. This does not change overnight. The keywords and some of the things, what you're posting about, will go and add into this, but just keep an eye on it. And if, as it starts to move, if it's not moving in a direction you like, that's a good Mm -hmm. sign. It's time to change. Yes. (laughs) And, and this is where, as you're sort of, well, around here, we talk about 10 different layers of LinkedIn. We don't have time to go through them today. No. But as you're layering on different pieces of LinkedIn, of which connection strategy is a part of it, you are going to be able to test, and I would encourage you to do so. You don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to be as crazy as we are here. But to test out different headlines, do two weeks with a new headline and see what sort of connection acceptance requests on top of the personalization things you do that you're getting from people. And then change up your headline and see if you get any more improvement off of it. Because that is the way you know it's working. There's the, um, there's no way to know in a vacuum. You can't. There's just no way to know. You have to test in market. You have to put yourself out there and say, is this working? Because if you don't, you are only ever guessing Mm-hmm. And and I know that little voice, that voice is called the resistance, that Stephen Pressfield calls it the resistance. And it's that little voice that's like, don't do it. Don't show up. You don't deserve this. And all the way that you shut that voice down, the way you quiet that voice, the way you work through that voice is uh, by simply shipping the work, by simply getting out there and doing it. And it'll feel uncomfortable and risky and exposed and all the rest of it. Um. So the last thing just to uh, cover really quick on the profile is your featured section. And they made some UI updates to this 
uh, just within the last couple of weeks. It used to be when you clicked on a featured link, it would take you directly to the featured link. And now if you click on the featured link, it creates a little preview window. And then there's a second button you have to click to get to the actual page. I don't know why they did that. It's kind of, I mean, I actually kind of know why they did that. It's to keep you on LinkedIn, but it's not great user experience from like your perspective. I would not add, well, okay. There's a couple different perspectives on the feature section. One is if you're a content creator and you create a lot of content and particularly you have a viral post or you have a content that goes really well, that people will add it to their featured section as sort of a highlight. I don't have anything against that, but I also don't think it's as great of a call to action or as great of a value add as you may think it is. It's like, great, look, it's a form of post. You know? Um, People, uh, you know, it's just not a... It's not super high valuable in my opinion. I don't really... Like, I do I care that you had a post... Or that do I care that you have your content from a year ago is usually the timeline pinned to your top of your profile? Ah, I don't think so, right? What I think happens is that um, the links that you add to your profile, the featured section, you know, the the links to your company page, the links to your demo material, the links to your to learn more about your company, that's the real bread and butter of that section. Because your content, people will see you when they follow you or not. The content mm-hmm. they will see whenever you're, you know, <laughs> whenever you post or whenever you comment. Your featured section is uh, the chance to link to, um, yeah, the chance the to link to your you company want. materials. The action you want, correct. To answer uh, uh, Adam's question, he said, oh, uh, yes. people you may also know. It's actually right mm-hmm. above that, Adam, and it's the people also viewed. Mm. Got it. That's good to yeah, know. Feature is a great way to go and feature what your asks or what, what you're offering. Do you want to go and where are you in your career? Do you really want to go and prove your expertise? By showing and not telling. So you have a community or you're doing free sessions. What what do you want to do? Is it because you're offering a course? Is it because you want to book a strategy session? And just think, all this stuff, this is where the dark social becomes not so dark because now you can track all of it. This is also where you can become really self-sufficient as a salesperson, as a founder, because you can now point them somewhere that's trackable. And mm-hmm. now you can actually track too. How is it working? Where's mm-hmm. where are they getting stuck? Mm-hmm. Not not in your content. Mm-mm. This this is really critical, but you have to be very purposeful in how you're doing that. And and I wouldn't make it complicated. Like so, there's definitely different schools of thought. As we close out the hour, um, this is just the last thought that came to mind, and then I have something to add, uh, which is. Should you put a book a demo link in your featured profile as a sales professional? I maybe wouldn't. What again, because if you think about the buying experience, somebody the experience design of your profile, somebody's come to you to learn more. And then you have potentially, hey, look at this product that could help you. Book a demo is maybe a little too direct. 
Um, unless, like, I know Nick has scheduled a strategy call because that makes sense based on the experience design of his profile, right? But for lots and lots of companies where we're just um, SDRs or AEs or otherwise, I would encourage having, like, come check out the site. Come come check out, you know, this I interesting information piece. It's It's two or three, maybe. You don't want a ton of links there. You don't want a confused mind. A confused mind always says no. You want to keep it simple and clear and direct uh, as to what are the actions somebody should take. Because after they've read your profile, seen your headline, seen your banner image, and they scroll, they're going to either and or read your about profile and then do one of two things, connect with you or click one of your links to learn more. So what do you want them to do? Where do you want them to go? Those are questions that you can answer. I saw a wicked profile the other day that they actually... It was a principal of a company and he had the top two, I can't remember, it was two or three demos, use cases in a mm. video format on his, in his featured. That's so very cool. Asynchronous demos, all less That's than two so minutes. Cool. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's you amazing. understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, we're at the end of our hour today. And just to everyone listening, this is like a small chunk, I'd say of all of the things we've ever done on LinkedIn. Uh, we continue to do these live shows because they're amazing and so much fun and we're so glad all of you are here. Um, so if you want the 10 different layers and all the rest of it, uh, including how to do better connections, how to do better comments, how to get in front of your target audience, literally anything, everything you can think about LinkedIn, you should go to b2bpowerhour.com and check out LinkedIn in 30 minutes. Uh, we've put all of these insights. This, this live session today is in written format inside this playbook, just so you know. Um, so this is just sort of a, a small piece of this big. And you get lifetime access because we continue to update it um, as we go, every as we learn more. <laughs> Literally, I think we're starting to make updates like every month to new experiments when the algorithm updates, like polls are okay now, but they're definitely not as explosive as they used to be. Uh, that's a good example. Um, go, you know, check it out on b2bpowerhour.com. We'd encourage you to uh, snag it, snag a copy. And um, so thank you, uh, so thankful for everyone who's been here today. Nick, did you have any closing thoughts? Thank you so much. You know, these shows are for you guys. And mm -hmm. seeing all these comments and these, you know, these faces keep coming back, it means a lot. And all the feedback you guys send us in DMs and the comments that we get, it it's really what drives this forward. If somebody wants to have more like one-on-one -on -one or like more of a community feel, we also run these on Monday in a Zoom room where it's a, more of an ask me anything style. Shoot mm -hmm. me a DM or Morgan and we can add you to the invitation. It's just ongoing Mondays, 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And uh, let us know what we just need to talk about. What is that one thing that we haven't done yet? Yeah. Shoot us a DM. And if you can, let us know what was your one takeaway from today in the comments. It helps us with our other content creation and mm -hmm. also creating the videos, the short snippets for you guys that you can share or even come back to those top moments you loved. Thank yep. you. Yep. Thanks, everyone. And thanks for joining the B2B Power Hour on this Friday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Did you love today's episode? Subscribe now to have our three weekly episodes waiting for you. And if you really like our content, please leave a five-star review. But if you're not ready to give us a review, check out another episode and follow us on LinkedIn. We'd love to win you over. See you next time. See you next time.